Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we get to this episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, I want to make sure and mention a couple friends. You might have heard me mention these friends before, but you know what? There's new stuff going on. New! Hey, big thanks to Scratch Labs. Our friends over at Scratch Labs have a new flavor out. New flavor alert! Strawberry lemonade. Just think about that for a minute. Strawberry lemonade. That is going to be perfect when we finally get out of our homes and are able to go out into nice, sunny, warm weather and go for a long ride and strawberry lemonade in the middle of like a five-hour ride. You're just... You're delusional. You know, you're so exhausted, but you, you sip that strawberry lemonade and it just tastes like you're, I don't know, buying from a kid on the street. <laughs> does that sell, Scratch? I don't know. I, don't, I hope it does. Scratchlabs.com. Big thanks to those guys for being friends of the podcast. Also, big thanks to Gooder Sunglasses and more. Gooder now has the Circle G's out. I kid you not. Circle G's, they are called. And they've got all kinds of, again, creative, funky, fun names and a new design if you happen to have that type of a face. I don't know if they're going to look good on my face, but I know that Jackson ordered a pair of uh, a set called Freshly Baked Man Buns. I, I kid you not. Go check out Gooder.com. And while you are in this time of quarantine, I would actually get on over to uh, Gooder and check out their scumbag scarves now that we all have to wear masks when we're outside. I bought, I bought a couple of them. You know, I don't know if it's going to be medically qualified masking material, but all look cool. I'm still going to social distance because I've always been that type of a person. Gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com. Thanks to both of those folks for helping us out with the podcast. getting out are you riding welcome to another episode of the pack filler 
in the Pack Filler Studio, where I have been for the last two weeks. I'm Pat Bolger. How you holding up there, campers? You've been getting outdoors, as I said earlier. You've been daring it. I honestly have to confess to you guys that I have not been riding outside very much. Number one, because of the fact that it is April. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and it has been snowing. Snowing. It is April. What is today? April 4th, and it is supposed to snow here in the Northwest in, in Spokane, Washington, overnight tonight. I think it'll be the last one. They're saying to me that everything's going to get better. They're saying tests are on the way. They're telling us that everything's suddenly going to be magically wonderful and probably up into the 70s here by next weekend. So I will be venturing out onto my bikes by myself, but I will tell you that I have been indoors a lot. I've been riding indoors. I've been trying to just maintain... I think all the advice out there says don't try any radical new major amounts of heavy training loads. I don't know. It's the only thing keeping me sane, though. So I've been doing all kinds of fun stuff. I've been trying new programs out. I was on a program to kind of get me ready for a specific time of year. I'm sure you were, too. And now we're looking at it going, well, maybe I should just do a little bit more kind of base stuff and save the speed work for later on. I don't know. I don't know. We're all going to get through this, right? Right? Oh my gosh, I'm all solo here today, uh, but that's okay because I've got a lot of stuff in the works. Um, starting, well, today is Saturday, April 4th when I am recording this intro. I just got a, a great finish completed with the one and only Dave Toll. We're going to talk to Dave here shortly. Well, I'm, I, you're going to hear me talk to him here shortly because I've already recorded it. I'm not making much sense. But uh, tomorrow, April 5th, is of course supposed to be the day of... The Ronde van Vlaanderen, I probably pronounced that incorrectly, but the Tour of Flanders, as we Americans call it here, uh, obviously not going to be happening. I should be over there right now. The plan was to go over there, Paul, and dismount, and myself, we were all going to hop on a plane two days ago, go over there, spend Holy Week standing on cobbles, riding our bikes over the, you know, up the muirs and through the cobbled sections, and it was going to be the trip of a lifetime. And then somebody supposedly eat an uncooked bat. How's that for conspiracy theory flaring, right? No, but, um, but you know, what are you going to do, right? So the plan is we're going to just postpone 365 days and we are going tomorrow. I mean, we are going to go a year from tomorrow. Does that make sense? I hope it does. For tomorrow's show, though, uh, just kind of if you're listening to this on the 4th or sometime before the 5th, um, Paul is going to be on the line with me with the one and only John Galloway from the Velocast. And he, has, in his podcast, has has decided to, in place of real racing, take classic races and make them as if they had just happened. And so the 2003 Tour of Flanders is the race that we are all studying up on. I've been wa- I watched it uh, yesterday, and I have my thoughts and everything prepared, and we're going to be doing that. So if you want to get up to speed and be ready for that podcast, which we will be releasing on Sunday, April fifth, uh, you can you can watch that coverage on YouTube. Um, Global Cycling probably has it, or I can't remember where I found it. Uh, John sent me the actual footage, so there's that. And also. This is why I'm, I'm, the quarantine is actually getting me to be more creative and productive. Monday, Monday, April, what, 6th, the return of the one and only Amanda Batty to the pack filler. She's going to come in, and she has agreed to answer just about any question you fire my direction. 
my email, patrick at packfiller.com, is where you can get a hold of it. Uh, or you can send me uh, things through social media or anything like that. Just make sure I know it is addressed, a question addressed to the one and only feisty is F Amanda Batty. So those are our next shows happening throughout time here. So as we're all stuck here, so I'm going to provide you guys with some content, right? So you can get through and listen and hop on your trainer. Speaking of trainers, when I was uh, looking through my social media feed just earlier this week, the one and only Dave Toll had posted that he was online announcing a Zwift competition, a bike race happening in this virtual world of Zwift, which I know you probably all have experienced or at least know unless you're living in that cave. Um, a new platform, maybe, it's been around for a couple of years, but this element of bringing high-end racing to that platform and, and presenting it as a true and genuine bike race is something that is new. And it is, it is uh, I found it actually quite interesting. I found it um, something that I could maybe potentially get into watching. So um, I'm going to let you be the judge. And without further ado, the voice of American cycling, Dave Toll on the Pack Filler Podcast. All right, if you've been to a big bike race in this country, you have heard his voice. If you've watched a bike race in this country, you have heard his voice. He is the voice of American cycling and maybe even we could probably say digital cycling. Let's welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Dave Toll. How are you, man? Hey, thanks a lot. I uh, pivoted. Right. What's yeah? <laughs> Might as well, right? <laughs> Not that big of a pivot, really. Yeah, to tell you. yeah, that's true. Hey, well, first and foremost, man, how how are you holding up during all this kind of? St- yeah, I, I'm doing great uh, as far as you know, it, it, big picture. Uh, one of these times where you really want to, uh, and I hear it, uh, the empathy for others is yeah. uh, such a. Uh, a attractive trait, isn't it? And it's one that I certainly want to try to show. And, you know, uh, I, I've been relatively lucky in the big scheme of things, especially like in my micro world, the professional cycling and events, it's been insane how tough it's been. I, I'm going to guess that I'm not even kidding, Patrick, probably three quarters of the people that I knew that were making some kind of a steady paycheck, or let's say working for you know, uh, an event like Tour of Utah, a good example. You know, they have full-time year-round staff. Those type of people, uh, uh, almost half of the people at USA Cycling uh, are not working currently. Uh, some have been laid off. Some have been furloughed. But it's tough times. And there's no – although, you know, yeah, yeah again, uh, you should, I should stick with what I know. I, uh, <laughs> I'm not a – uh, someone who has any medical advice, or but I am someone who's hopeful for a, a, a quick uh, and dramatic end to this COVID-19 yeah. uh, outbreak. And just, just simply so people can get back to living their lives and stop having to worry about uh, anyone we know that's immunocompromised or older, you know, I mean, who, I'm, I'm in my fifties, uh, right? So of course I'm worried about my parents. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just kind of hear my uh, both of them are doing well so far and their their partners are doing well. But still, my dad's, you know, approaching 80 now. So I don't want to I don't want him to have to deal with this. That's for sure. Or my mom yeah, I mean, it, or anyone's dad or mom. Right. It's ridiculous. It, that, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, so thank you for asking. And I mean, what I would say, uh, I always love this about Tyler Hamilton. You ever asked him a question? <laughs> he would make sure that he asked it back to you. So how are you doing, Patrick? <laughs> you know, um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. I'm I'm following the rules. I'm I'm doing what everybody's saying to do, just simply because. It might not affect me directly, but you and I are in the same boat. I have a, I have aging parents, and um, one of them is immunocompromised, and I just I hope we all just kind of sit down and relax and just hang out for a little bit. And what's what scares me the most is, as you mentioned, a lot of these employees being furloughed and things like that. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to have a, a, a side hustle that you know, <laughs> I'm a teacher, um, so I I just can't imagine that that fear of of not knowing how long you're going to have to go without without earning a living and that's that stuff scares the hell out of me but yeah it should yeah, it, yeah. so yeah let's all support each other out yeah. here and yeah. and i think really you know like yeah tighten up the belt it's time to you know no more sea scallops it's time for for chicken <laughs> thighs and stuff and so be it uh so be it uh, it's weird I, I so many years i've been announcing basically I, kind of my first real event would be uh, you know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint that exactly, but let's say 2003 tour to Georgia. Yeah. And so that's coming up on 20 years now. And I would say for more than three quarters of that time, I have struggled, uh, pretty, pretty heavily financially to make ends meet trying to be a professional bicycle race announcer yeah. was never going to be easy. I never thought it would be. So it's not like I didn't sign up for it and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't regret anything, but, uh, certainly the, like you said, there's downsides to, uh, uh taking up, uh, being in a profession where you're required to be there Monday mornings at eight o'clock and, and working Fridays at four 30 and, uh, th having a real schedule. I have had, uh, the life of, uh, life of Riley yeah. right, as far as get to do what I want when I want for the most part, uh, the, tr you know, I, I get to go to great bike races and have a wonderful time doing it. So it's not lost on me how lucky I am. And yeah. and when I look around, you know, the, the people that are out there still taking care of us out at the grocery stores or uh, healthcare workers, uh, my goodness, uh, that uh, I can't even, uh, I will never for the rest of my time on this planet, uh, say woe is me because <laughs> so many others give so much more than I do. Amen. That's for sure. So being a, a, a bicycle race commentator is, uh, such a low, low priority gig. <laughs> so speaking of that, I mean, before we get into the digital and things like that, uh, do you know anything about the season? Is there anything that is a sure, or is there anything that, you know, is, is, is fall going to be a bike race every freaking day or something like that? I don't, I, I wish I, I wish I had some here. insight. I mean, it, it certainly, when you look at what's coming, so we're an interesting time and I'm going to be really careful with my words here. Right. But yeah. there've been some events that, uh, you know, uh, financially the, the, the numbers have been tough and this will pretty much put it's hard to imagine how this isn't the final nail in the coffin. And when events go away, they rarely come back. Um, so if you were financially struggling with an event that you had coming up later in the year, probably in a weird way, this, this sort of allows you to save some face and just sort of cancel the event and, 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 and no, and no harm, no foul. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the reality of this situation, but there's some events that are strong. And I mean, like I, you could use Leadville trail 100 as an example. I had Larissa Connors saying she really hopes that's the first one back, 
this year. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, Leadville's up in Lake County, Colorado, and oddly, they have a lot of uh, the, the mountain towns in Colorado have been hit really hard really? by this for for various reasons that make a lot of sense when you think about it. But if we're racing in Leadville in early August, that would be. I thought about it a lot last night, Patrick, and that's my. I I really do think we'll be back racing then. I I was still hopeful, and I still remain hopeful that Tulsa Tough in early June. If if what you hear out of Spain uh, today uh, is you know holds any weight, uh, we could. If people are doing a good job of social distancing, we could turn this around pretty quickly. So, I don't have a crystal ball. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah. and, but again, optimistically, I mean, best best case scenario, we're back by Tulsa Tough. So that's first week in June. Yeah. Uh, I think worst case scenario is, I guess, I don't have any idea. Twenty twenty one, we start racing again. Wow. Yeah. But I but but I think if you want to swing right, to, like just try to take out the middle of the of this thing, it's probably going to be back in August. But yeah, I mean, then. Boy, we're going to really find out who the, the, the quality players are yeah. in the sport because, you know, just, uh, again, going to be really careful here because, no, you know, you see some major events have already announced that they're moving into dates later in the year. Some of them have done it respectfully. Others have just stepped right on a whole bunch of other events that kind of owned that October weekend, right? Yeah. So cyclocross is going to get clobbered. But you know what? Cyclocross was already pretty much running on life support right now um i mean if you watch this last season there's no national series there's that you know there, there's not a lot of cohesiveness for for the calendar so cyclocross is kind of ripe for the picking right now uh which is sad but we'll see we'll see what uh, what events stand out um certainly it's going to be a best in class kind of fall yeah uh, if you, uh, yeah i mean when you look at it, uh, you know, hey, I mean, may, maybe they'll be back by the Boise Twilight Criterium. That, that's <laughs> that's right in the middle there, isn't it? Yeah. Right in July. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, I hope so. You know, and it just I I'm worried the most about uh, primarily the road scene just because it's been hit pretty hard in the gut lately, too. And, you know, gravel gravel's going to be fine. I mean, Kansas is going to happen regardless. It'll sell out. Even if they opened up 2022 right now, it would yeah. sell out. So, but look what happened with Mid South, right? I, that was a very bizarre scenario where that event uh, was right on the like we're shutting her down yeah. threshold, right? No one knew exactly when everything was going to kind of move into this new phase of uh, you know the the lockdown. Um, uh, this is not sheltering in place, by the way, people. Um, that's when you've got like a gunman at the uh, elementary school in your neighborhood. That's when you shelter in place, right? This yeah. is self-quarantining and people are doing it pretty loosely. Yeah. I mean, if you're so like I live right. I'm in Colorado, Fort Collins, uh, and my uh, place is right near. I mean, you can't be in Colorado and not be near a weed store or uh, <laughs> a uh the, there's a lot of the pipe, uh, you know, those poster head shops, yeah, I guess yeah. you'd call it, if you're uh, from our generation. And <laughs> um, there was a line yesterday at the head shop right by my house that was like 18 people. <laughs> and I'm like, my God, how many rolling papers or, or pipes or whatever it is that you need? How, why now? And, 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 you know, like it's 18 person line is like a quarter mile now <laughs> when you do the spacing. So. Just weird times. Whatever gets you through, man. You know, I guess. Better, I guess. Ro better rolling paper than toilet paper, right? Yeah, and you got to feed the monkey. Yeah, exactly. You're right. 
So so Thursday morning, I, I wake up, I'm sitting at my laptop getting some work done, and I see a social media post from you regarding Zwift and everything uh, within that 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 platform itself. So first of all, let me ask your capacity and what you're a part of the, of the Zwift organization. Great. Thanks for starting there because I, again, good problem to have, but friends are coming out of the woodwork with how do I contact someone at Zwift to get this scheme idea thing, you know, ride that I want to get going, going. And the people at Zwift right now are, you can only imagine how maxed out they are. I mean, if you're following along with that story, it's one of the more interesting ones. Like, uh, as far as, and it's not even really about who's the big winner in a pandemic. It's what are the bizarre things that you wouldn't have thought would happen that that do. And yeah. I, I guess actually if, if someone asked me a year ago and said, Hey, if there's a pandemic, do you think Zwift would do well with that? I would say, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Because I mean, it, it's, it's bananas. How many people are signing up? There's 28,000 people were out riding just the other day on Zwift at one moment when I start. So to answer, I want to get back and answer your question. I'm an independent contractor. That's uh, and so that's how I work all year long. I, I've done, you know, every, uh, up until it was canceled, I did every edition of the Amgen Tour California. So in real life racing, I'm also an independent contractor. I don't technically work for AEG when I did those events. I I was working for myself and and they hired me for that specific service, which was event announcing. And so it's pretty much the same with Zwift. um, I have been doing stuff with them for about four years now, going back to early 16. I would go to the Long Beach headquarters, or it's not really their headquarters, but one of their major facilities. And a lot of the game uh, coding people are yeah. there. Okay. It makes sense. Southern California, that's a big industry down there. Yeah. And uh, so um, we would do live events where I would meet up with, uh, like Lawrence Tendom and myself would meet up at Zwift headquarters. We'd do host a ride. And this is in the early days. And maybe actually at the time we were impressed, three, 400 people would show up and ride with Lawrence. And I would interview him while he rode with the people and we'd have fun. Well, it really, that started my relationship with them. And then, uh, like last year, um, so uh, for a couple of years, we've done these bike shop or uh, event tours where we would take um, the uh, the Zwift platform. This year, we did it with Wahoo, and we went to 12 different cities, Denver, Salt Lake, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, you know, uh, Chicago, New York, Boston. It was fun. And we'd host these parties where people could come ride, experience the, the Wahoo hardware, the Zwift software, just yeah. immerse themselves in the experience. And we had a blast. Uh, but that was in real life announcing. I mean, I was announcing to a crowd of, you know, a couple hundred people uh, at the most, but in a bike shop doing this. And then the the real leap of faith was becoming uh, doing online race announcing like Nathan Guerra, who has been really, really great. Um, he has welcomed me with open arms. He's been incredibly generous with his knowledge, and I could not do it without him. Um, I guess the goal is to somewhat become self-sufficient, but I don't want to do it without Nathan, really. Um, <laughs> he's been such an awesome partner. Um, yeah. But so – so, yeah, I mean, to get back to answer your question, though, I get <laughs> hired uh, by them to announce uh, esports races. And it's not really that much more complicated than that. I would not say that I work for Zwift, yeah. um, but they do hire me to for my specific service. And but but that being said, 
they make me feel like part of the family. Yeah. They're wonderful people, uh, all the way from Eric Min to uh, well, my, my original contact was Charlie Eisendorf, but it, it, the whole group there, Steve Beckett, uh, the, Scott Barger, they've all been so supportive. And real, like, I, I sort of got lucky because because of doing the events, you meet the higher end people in the company. Yeah. Uh, and they invited me to come out to uh, Yorkshire for Worlds last year. And I did a solid week with one of their great presenters, Matt Stevens. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love Matt. Um, and I stayed with Matt. We shared a flat for uh, the week that I was there in funny, Harrogate. Funny guy, too. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Um, really is. Uh, and if people wonder, like, is he as genuine off the mic or <laughs> just when you're chilling watching Netflix in the apartment? Absolutely. Uh, maybe a little turns it down a notch, right? <laughs> but but absolutely awesome guy. And so and that's a great example to people I've met through Zwift. And when you see my social media postings or, or me talking about it, to me Zwift is is the best cycling family I have had. Wow. They are a great group of folks. So I'm I'm super appreciative. Going back to the start of this conversation, Patrick, it's not lost on me how lucky I am to be working at home, announcing bike races, doing what I love in a time when so many people can't. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful. Amen. So the the post itself links to a race on Zwift. Now I have I have raced on the platform. In fact, I'm going to show my age here. I was one of the beta testers way back when when Zwift oh, was really? getting going. Oh really? Are you in yeah. Club Jarvis? Yep, yep. I'm Good on that for one. You yeah. Patrick, that's super cool. <laughs> so I'm going to guess you don't wait dope. Then you're honest about. Oh race. God, yeah. Well, I'm going to get to that in a minute here in terms of some of that stuff. Okay. But, uh, but no, I mean I I don't. I definitely don't. I do the best I can and. You know, Me too. It out I'd rather go. be slow and honest. Oh, exactly. It sounds like a line from Breaking Away, yeah. right? We're poor, but we're honest, yeah. um, right? So, uh, so it, I have never actually sat down and watched a race on Zwift until I saw this post from you, and I went, well, oh, shit, let's see what's going on. So can you introduce the listener here to this high level of racing that exists that a lot of us might not know about what's going on? So, Patrick, I just want to, yes, um, uh, I want to jump in that because of the power of Facebook and my bizarre place in the sport of cycling, uh, <laughs> other names like Kevin Livingston jumped in. Uh, I saw that. One, yeah. of the, one of the top American commissars, Phil Miller up in Seattle. I mean, he does, you know, he does races I know Phil like well. yeah. the, the highest level. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, Johan Braniel jumped oh, in and watched. Right. <laughs> I mean. And, uh, yeah, and so, so I just wanted to kind of give you a feel for, uh, not, yeah. it's, it's a really wide range of folks that, and I'm going to guess for a lot of them, that was their first time too yeah. watching. So, um, uh, now I forgot the question that well, I started bragging inter- about the viewers, yeah. like Trump, <laughs> no, right? inter- I'm number one on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> now introduce me into this, into this concept sure, of this elite right. level so, of racing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, fascinating that uh, I made the joke with Nathan the other day about, uh, you know, when the first bicycle was made that was usable, it was about 140 years ago. And uh, the second bicycle was made later that week. Right. I mean, you have to start with one and then eventually you have two. Right. Isn't that evolution or something? (laughs) Uh, And so. So. Uh, I'm showing you what a high school education gets you, uh, but, but so, uh, within five minutes of the second bicycle being built, there was a bicycle race. 
right? I yeah. love that. It just tells me something about human nature. And then with Zwift, it's the same way. As soon as people realized what you could do on Zwift, they started racing each other. Oh, yeah. It was very hard to kind of organize or sort of just kind of set parameters on how we do this. But uh, it's like nature, Mother Nature will always find a way. They found a way. So Zwift then recognizes this is happening. Um, it's still a work in progress exactly where it's going with being an Olympic sport or world championships. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you find that the best in human nature also is accompanied by the worst in human nature where, you know, people try to game this game, the game. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's sort of your world, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, where you always wonder if it was what I'm seeing real, yeah. And so w when you're watching that Zwift race and specifically you're talking about the 10th of 10th uh, of, of 10 in the Callus Cup, which is an event organized by a group of Norwegian guys. No, like, you can imagine that some of the original early adapters of Zwift were northern Scandinavian countries, places where it's either too hot or too cold yeah. to ride outside a lot. Right. And so Norwegians are all over this. You see a lot of Norwegian flags, Swedish flags, but they uh Put the series on, and the races are verified. Uh, I should say verified or validated, um, yeah. and it's pretty legit. Uh, I would say that uh, if you talk with them uh, off the record, it's it's probably in that range of ninety-five to ninety-eight percent legitimate what you're seeing there. There's going to be some guys playing with the gray area, and that's either with their equipment or you know whatever that might be. Um, there are many many ways to cheat. Uh -huh. um, but wow. uh, whatever that is, you're looking at something that's authentic. They're, the community is – those guys are all over making sure that everybody else is, is playing on, a, on the yeah. same level playing field that they want to be on. So the self-policing amongst that group is at a very high level. You go into a race that's just open – not the Callus Cup, but uh, and I won't name them, but there, there's tons of them out there. Oh yeah, and 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 you would see a guy like me, who I weigh over 90 kilo, yeah. uh, putting in my putting in a weight at 50 kilo, or you know, or, or whatever yeah. it is, just absurd advantages that make the racing. If you're going to do those type of races, you have to accept the fact that this is not legitimate so like that guy attacking and dropping you when you are Lawrence Tendam and you're making six and a half watts per kilo and you've been a world tour guy for eight years uh, and you know exactly what it takes to drop Tom Bonin yeah. right and you're getting dropped by Dale from from yeah. New Jersey an accountant or something like that right yeah right you you know what's happening yeah you just have to accept it you can't put your ego and pride in those kind of races. And if you do, you would have never made it to the world tour level anyways. Yeah. You know, those guys know when they're racing and when it, and when they're not. Yeah. Um, so the, these, these higher end riders themselves, how do they, how do they qualify for these, these events such as these very specific that's a, races? So that's a great question. And I hate to say that I am. So I have had uh, Sergei Tvetkov, a great example example of you know there are a lot of riders that would have never really considered racing on zwift that are asking exactly what you're asking right now oh, you know what another good one cormac McGeo on the wildlife generation team oh, um okay he was he was checked in with me after he was watching the race and he so basically um 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> so, I, I've never done the process, Patrick. Yeah. So, wow. I'm not exactly sure. I know that... So. So with the races, as long as you're willing to, you know, follow, be verified, wear the heart rate monitor, uh, do all of those things, you, uh, it's based on your FTP and your, you, you categorize yourself. Uh, it starts at D's and works its way up to A's. Um, you, you basically, like USA Cycling, follow that process of, uh, you know, you upgrades you, and things like upgrades, that. Upgrades, exactly. And, uh, yeah, uh, but I'm, that is not the answer that I wish I could give, um, and that's where I, I, I don't work for Zwift, and I need to actually have that answer, Patrick. No, so. I mean it's it's a really interesting process, and I you know I understand what you're saying, you know, where you start out a specific category, and if you win enough or place high enough, they automatically start kicking you out if your numbers yeah, are and too I hear, high. You do hear like oh the, the sandbagging issues and all of those things yeah. happen, and riders getting automatically upgraded and. Yeah, so uh, reminds yeah, me, I, reminds I'm not me exactly of my sure who the, you know, who is your uh, regional rep that you would have in USA yeah. Cycling that upgrades you, yeah. or uh, or it might all be just data driven through the, yeah. the algorithms in the computer. You, you say stuff. that these events are hosted, so to speak. Um, what is that process that you know of? Um, I mean, does somebody uh, is it just like okay, I have my own server, or <laughs> you know, if a club is hosting an event, what does that detail? So I'm going to have to have you get uh, Nathan Guerra on the show, right? Yeah. Because, again, I haven't done that okay. either. Yeah, um, really? Okay. We do an event with Volet, right? So on Tuesday nights, they have uh, there's a lot of clubs around the country. that. So I guess you're really finding out that you're talking to the talent here, <laughs> right? Um, but so, I mean, they tell me this is uh, yeah. here, here's your email and these are the teams that are riding today. And I'll do my research and look at we had the uh, Tibco. Silicon Valley Bank team on on Tuesday night, and they uh, rode along with the Mia Duele team and a team called Vivid, and uh, they're all v related through Volet. Uh, how did Dan from Volet make that happen? Yeah, beyond me. Uh, good for him. And I know that there's about 25 other Dans out there that uh, are looking to do this, but I don't know uh, what to tell them to do as far as to how to get that rolling. To be yeah. honest. It just seems like such an interesting concept to think about the these people, these super high-end athletes competing in these events, but 
very likely in their living room or in a specific room in their right. home. And, yeah. and that's just it. You just, okay, honey, I'm going to go do a World Cup event. You go downstairs, you hop on your bike, and, and that's it. It's just I, I'm still gr- wrapping my brain around this concept. Yeah, there are factors there, too, that you have to think. Like, so I saw Alex Howes, uh, uh, the education first writer, yeah. uh, uh, talking about, uh, hey, man, what, where's the, the altitude adjustment in this? I'm training at 8,300 feet, uh, Zwifting against people at sea level. And he's absolutely right. I mean, there, there's no, no way to factor that in. Yeah. Um, but but uh, if you think about it, then, if Alex wants to jump in any kind of Zwift race, he's going to be doing it with... I don't know. He's up in Netherlands. Let's say six percent less oxygen in wow. the air than someone who's doing it in L.A. So that is massive. Uh, that that's the equivalent of a triple dose of EPO, Shit. right? Uh, or or w- w- what he's lacking. Yeah. Right. Um, so so when you think about it, that's why with these events, you you end up. Uh, bringing them to the same location and you kind of do a a top eight in real life together where you can absolutely verify, you know, they're all on the same trainer. They're all at the same altitude. It's the same temperature, Uh, you know, because there are a lot of factors to elite athletic performance. Uh, And so these are all, this is what makes it fascinating. This interesting look at, you know, uh, racing is it, it's not robotic in any way, shape, or form. But yeah. you're right. At the same time, you know, if you see Mark Cavendish, uh, who is out racing today, if you see him out riding, you stop and think he's sitting in a little uh, his little yeah. greenhouse garden in <laughs> Wales, or or excuse me, Isle of Man. Yeah, it's... you know, uh, he's probably got his kids running around uh, watching, uh, you know, uh, videos right yeah. next to him while he's riding. It's just yeah. such a it's such a, a new and interesting concept and what what an interesting time. And now there are you mentioned, you know, okay, so we can talk about the weight doping. We can talk about, you know, rumors of people with multiple sensors back in the days when they were doing that kind of stuff. Um, but for example, I have a uh, Wahoo kicker snap with a trainer tire. I don't have the newest high end remove your rear wheel type of a trainer. Um, I know that's gotta be a disadvantage. Um, and then there are advantages within the 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 virtual platform itself bike selection wheel selection things like that right sure yeah uh, the tron bike is yeah. the perfect i think that's considered the slipperiest bike out there and yeah uh, so that kind of uh, when you talk about uh, the business model that is swift a big part of it is community and another big part of it is uh, gaming and and that's sort of the uh, you know if you play forza on playstation i any of these games, you know, you, yeah. you try to build up your equipment and as you get more experience and points, you have access to better stuff and same in Zwift. And I know that that's something people are always looking for new kit upgrades or as a Zwifter yourself, you, you can relate to that oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just one of the fun things that they get to do with that platform for yeah. absolutely cool stuff. <laughs> and that, you know, that's another good point. Like you want to get, so it, yeah, a, a question that you could ask that I hear a lot too is, 
how do I get my club's jersey onto yeah, Zwift? Yeah. Right. And uh, well, if you think about that, what what that means is I don't know exactly how many hours it takes, but you know, once they get that image of what your jersey looks like, some some person, some coder has to sit down and make it. Yeah. And I think it takes a day, uh, maybe not a day, but into hours for a person to do that. And if you think about how busy they are, you know, do they want to be adding gaming elements um, like, a, you know, a cool dinosaur that everybody out on Watopia can <laughs> see? Or do they want to make a jersey that 75 people uh, in a club, uh, <laughs> you, you know, and, and I'm not saying that they do or don't, but it's just where do you put your resources? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it'll all, as time goes on, and I think, I, to circle back there, if you invest in Zwift, you'll ultimately get to where you want to be. It doesn't, it's like life. Things don't just happen. Uh, uh, I want a Tron bike too, yeah. but I'm not going to get it until I put in the requisite number of kilometers out riding. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. I don't think everybody, I don't, sorry about that. I don't think okay. everybody should just get a Tron bike. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, so now, from the best of your knowledge, some of these guys doing this, first of all, the numbers these guys are putting out the, it, towards the tail end of that race, I was just absolutely blown away by the the efforts that, you know, as real or unreal. I know that many oh, of them those, are I think genuine. those are pretty, yeah. pretty real. They were yeah, pretty I, damn impressive amounts of power uh -huh. those guys are putting out. And then I'm sitting here thinking about all these nerdy high school kids who get paid to play, uh, you know, Madden or or a first-person shooter game and get money Fortnite, off of right? YouTube. The, yeah, yeah, they get paid the, to do that. Are, do you, from your best of your knowledge, are any of these riders at this level, men and women, making anything from this, or is this just sheer out of passion and insanity? I think we're right on the cusp really? of that. I, I would even I would honestly remove the word insanity, <laughs> you know, like I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I, I you know, it's not, I feel like I'm standing up for my brother or something. Right. But I mean, I think that what they're doing is passion based for yeah. sure. But opportunities are starting to emerge for sure. Um, and, and again, isn't this journey that we're on uh, over the last Think about how little changed from 1970 yeah. to 1995. Yeah. Right. And then look at how fast things change now. So will there be a rider signing a pro, uh, you know, an indoor specialist? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, 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 I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here and talk about, you know, uh, uh, I, I do know that there's people looking to put prize money in to create more interest around events. Um, wow. I think that'll probably be the first step is that you'll start seeing events having actual prize money. Uh, once the interest follows, I mean, uh, some of the, I'm, I've only really been doing esports announcing for about a month now, as far as like legit, yeah. like I had my, you know, real studio set up and, uh, I use that term loosely, but you know, as close as I'm going to get. Uh, and, uh, I, you can just feel that, uh, the teams as they're moving into this, uh, hosting rides, uh, the, the Fondo element, uh, doing stuff like, uh, product launches. If you've got a new uh, bicycle frame component, you could have a host a ride and talk about it with people riding on them all these things that you can do we're just starting to realize and this is where the human creativity element really kicks in and uh yeah zwift is going to be used it's going to be a platform for a lot more than just exercise it's going to be connecting 
uh, I'm not really going to say business to business, but there's even an element of that going on out there. Um, it's happening right now. Yeah. Business it's- deals are being made on Zwift rides right now. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That, it, it's, it's, uh, it's staggering. And, um, you know, I've got a, one of my partners in the podcast here who's one of my kind of i call him my my ed mcmahon uh he comes in quite often he's he's one of those naysayers yeah drinks pretty heavily yeah of course yeah exactly yeah Yeah, yeah. and and i could say that and he'll he'll agree but But he's he's you know probably he's going to be one of the more uh naysayers of the platform he's he's the he's the purist he rides on his rollers if he has to inside and then he he kits up and he goes out into miserable weather you know kind of challenging is inner belgium um so what do you say to those people who are like this isn't real racing this is this is just some sort of a, a video game oh it's racing yeah um yeah and i mean i i don't want to invest a whole bunch of time getting angry about trying to explain oh, no to way. people that it's racing you know what i mean like i'm not saying you but i mean like yeah. uh, i'm not going to get into a twitter battle with someone <laughs> let's put it that way um but um and and there have been plenty of racers uh, to that I would guarantee that you would know their names um, that have two years ago when contacted about coming and doing something fun and and even getting paid to to come you know help uh, promote a Zwift ride that said you know what not for me I don't ride indoors really you know, no thank you that now have completely done a 180 on that and I get it. You know, uh, I've done 180 some things too yeah. out there, but there's less and less people that are saying this racing like, yeah, it's it's just bogus or it's just not it's not fun to watch. It's a blast to watch, and I think that's partly why I've been lucky enough to get this opportunity is that I do bring some of that uh, in real life uh, element to the commentary, yeah. the excitement, the energy, the you know that that uh, people enjoy. I yeah. hope. Um, but uh, the, to, to that person, I would say, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say you need to get on Zwift and jump in a race to experience it yourself. At the, you know, that, that's not going to do it either. I, I'd say just have an open mind. Yeah. And it, these folks are having fun doing it. Um, they have high standards. They don't want to be cheated. Um, the guys racing in that A race, they really, really if they're going to make a huge effort and absolutely bury themselves and go for a sprint win to find out that the guy that beat you was completely uh, working the system would be pretty devastating. I would think it takes, it takes a lot out of it. So when, when the races are verified, the racing is legit. Yeah. Okay. So, or, you know, I mean, as legit as, as you're going to see, you know, with, with the medical controls and, and all of that at a, at a regular USA cycling event, which is, I would say also very legit racing. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you mentioned that, that old story of the first bicycle being built, the second bicycle, <laughs> and then the first race, you know, and I'm sure there was an elbow thrown in that first race, you know, yeah, which, totally. you know somebody so got cut what, off. Yeah. But, so, yeah. you know, so I, that's the competitive nature. Somebody's going to seek out that, it, that advantage to, to overcompensate for something that they might, you know, God might not have given them or, you know, sure. so, you know natural right. abilities or things like that. When what's you, crazy though, I got to finish that thought. You're so yeah. right. But what's crazy is now we live in a day and age where, you know, it used to be that that God didn't give me the legs or the lungs to be a pro bike racer, yeah. but but now people still want the attention <laughs> that a pro bike <laughs> racer gets, whether you have that or not, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so well, it's an yeah. interesting time for sure. Social media. Yeah. So when you're commentating these races, are you are you and your your co-commentators together, or is this just a, you guys are doing it remotely? And because to be able to banter back and forth without visual cues, without being able to okay, you know, have that game plan, it, it I would imagine being very difficult. I had a friend, a good friend, asked me that on a phone call last week and I felt bad after I answered because <laughs> he is a he's like a local or you know has done local bike race announcing yeah. uh, he's not a friend through announcing he's a friend through life yeah. but he has done some announcing and he asked like how do you do that J- your question exactly and uh and my answer was I don't know just be a professional <laughs> announcer I guess <laughs> And and then he like I could there was like a two second of him like I could hear him saying like F you kinda <laughs> like It's but, my job. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and but there is definitely cues and my goodness, uh, I used to have a huge problem. I, I still have a problem with so I, I like to think that I'm a lot, lot better at it. But talking like I think that what I have to say is so incredibly clever or I just feel a need <laughs> that it has to be out there that you start talking over the top of your colleague. And it's a really bad habit. It's super unprofessional. I'm aware of it um, and I never want to do it. And so I have a ways of just in my own mind that I, I'm super – you know, I have a notepad and I'm constantly writing, updating things of things I want to talk about or things that I, I noted that I wanted to mention for the viewer. Um, and I, and I, it's it's this like revolving list that, you know, at some point, if Nathan moves on to two different subjects after that, it's no longer relevant. So I just scratch that out. and We'll move on to, you know, following the flow or immediately pick up what he's talking about. But I am always waiting. So I've always got something triggered, I hope. And but I'm always waiting for him to give a definitive. That's the end of this thought. Uh, and, I, and and Nathan's pretty uh, he's good to work with. And yeah. most of the guys that I work, I, I don't really work with that many other guys anymore. But with, with people that you have a relationship with, you really learn how to. And you're right, though, when you're with a guy in person, you can tap them on the leg to let them know, like, it's coming to you. And yeah. then, you know, they know. Uh, uh, and you don't get, you don't have that ability, that luxury, but there is a, a very conscious, uh, just listening for the beats, following the beat. When is he done? And then pick it up. And I, I had Brad Soner like on you did a couple right weeks there. ago. Yeah, See? I had uh, <laughs> I had Brad on a couple of weeks ago talking Brad Soner uh, oh, yeah? about uh-huh. about announcing and what you guys do and t- presenting the event to somebody who's never seen bike racing before, but also making sure that the people who are well-versed in it don't start, you know, screaming and complaining that you're, you're, you're talking down to them. There's a fine line within that and how you present a race, I can only imagine. Uh, wow, yeah, couldn't agree more. I, I always relied on, yeah, uh, <laughs> it got tougher and tougher too as I, the last few years with so many new riders, right? And like you've, you've got Tadej Pojakar, a, a name that oh, you're not man. familiar with all of a sudden coming out of nowhere, out of the woodwork on you. And, and so, yeah, I, uh, I agree. Uh, that's, uh, that's a, a unique challenge to this sport is that you have some folks out there are experts that know way more than you do about 
specific parts of the sport, the equipment, s- certain riders, uh, their their race resumes, all of that stuff. But then you have people out there who know absolutely nothing about what they're looking at. Yeah, you know, and so balancing that is it's it's really a it's a fun challenge to tell you the truth. So what I always tried to do was be educating and informing. But at the same time, when I would throw zingers out there, I would always try to make sure that I slipped a few insider things that like only a guy that really knew his cycling would notice this, you know, or, you know, try to show off a little bit on like, hey, I'm a cycling guy here. I'm not just some clown that's yelling out it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I, I have some perspective to the what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how do people find out, uh, find more information about about the events themselves, the races? To, to And I'm talking from a spectator standpoint, um, the, the races themselves, the riders and the teams. Where do we find out about this kind of stuff so we can actually, you know, it's just like a soap opera or watching sure. professional road cycling where we have to understand the characters and get involved in the storylines. 100 percent totally agree i i I really wish that uh, you were sitting in on every meeting that i was in uh, because (laughs) that's that's the name of the game here um so to specifically ask answer your question it is a huge challenge right now because we're right again at that cusp where what we've got is this hourglass situation where on one side of the hourglass you've got tons of passion just grains of sand of passion, energy, love, community. And on the other side, um, you have uh, people who are interested in, in what's happening here. But that middle of the hourglass, it, the sand is flowing very slowly to the to fill the, 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 the people who want to know more. So you go to Google Zwift community. And Zwift Community Live is probably the best place to go to see upcoming events and see what's happening in the world of Zwift. Fred Dreyer well, with Velo News just wrote. So this is a perfect example of what's happening. People like Fred are picking up on esports, and he wants. He's asking the same questions that you are. Who are the racers to watch? Yeah. Uh, what are the backstories? Where are they from? Well, how, what does it take to qualify? Uh, and so Fred wrote a great article. Uh, it's on. Did you read that? I did haven't you see yet. It? No. Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. Came out. So, and and he talks to myself and Nathan. And yeah, better talk to other people besides me if you want. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> learn about how how a lot of the details work with this. And so he has. And so uh, here's a great example. Like Olivia Barry, uh, the the woman who won. One, we were mispronouncing her name. So someone came online and helped us figure that out. Uh, and so. She wins with this incredible sprint um, racing on the Harrogate course. Uh, what was that, yesterday? Two days ago. Thursday, and yeah. Thursday. And so now she's made by radar. So she's Canadian. Where in Canada is she from? I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out. The next <laughs> race that she's on, I'm going to know that she's from Hamilton or wherever it happens to yeah. be. And then, and then we're going to start learning about her. And then we're going to start caring about her. Hey, like, hey, uh, where's Olivia? Right? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I, that is exactly how people then show up to watch the next race because they want to see can Olivia win again or yeah. does that English uh, lady Vicky Whitelaw does she beat her and so now I'm starting to learn who the the usual suspects are in in this racing and 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 maybe you're a fan of the 2020 team yeah uh, and they are very active that's where the, the the question when you say how do I get in these races is really challenging because there's sort of different leagues happening right now. And there's different levels of racing. So like uh, 
there are some that are invite only where you have the like the 2020 stuff happening. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So, um, yeah, the, the best way to follow is probably just to go ahead and jump in with both feet. Go to Zwift Community. You can see what races are happening and go to Zwift Power. Yes. Dot com yeah. okay. as well. And that's a really uh, useful, informative source. And, and then what you'll see is, and I know Zwift is working to create clubs and clean all of this stuff up, but when you go and look at what's happening uh, on Monday on the world of Zwift, it is uh, intimidating. I mean, it, there are just events all over the place. Yeah. So I think my best advice is don't be shy. Uh, be honest with your level. And, you know, go ahead and find the right level race for you. And don't be shocked if they seem like they go out incredibly hard because oh, they do. Yeah. And, uh, and brace yourself. They, they, these people really get after it. And put your ego aside and just go for it. And, and I'll tell you something. Uh, most people aren't. Uh, you're not going to get heckled by your friends. Uh, people have a lot of respect for anybody who gets out there and gives it a go. Yeah. So. Yeah, get I, outside of your comfort zone. That's what this uh, this is a period that we're living in right now. There's one thing that we should all be doing, picking up a new hobby, yeah. getting outside your comfort zone. Let's make ourselves better people. Amen. You know what I, I found in my races, you know, I'll sign up with a group that'll be in a specific wattage range and people are flying out of the gates, just like you say that. Yeah. And you could get upset, you could quit, or I settle in with a group of four or five other riders and we go for it and we have our own race within the race. And, you know, you get off and it's fine. And as you say, nobody's going to give you crap. You can turn off the chat, which I always do anyway, because, you know, the last thing you want to do is see somebody typing in, you know, poor, poor grammatical skills outside, right. but, you know, um, <laughs> Um, but, you know, complaining about people are things. funny. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Dave, first of all, uh, thanks for your time. And oh. I love watching this. And I'm kind of as just from that social media post you, you threw out there the other day, we don't have any bike races to watch. So this might not be a bad little alternative in the meantime, at least. And it could build us into something much larger. And as I think you said we're just at the beginning of this. The, uh, the the snowball has just come down off the top of the hill, and I think it's just gonna it's gonna be insane. So outside of uh, becoming more informed myself, right? Uh, and I, I that's constantly improving. That's the name of the game here. Yeah. What did what what could we do better? I mean, you've seen you've been around. You uh you know the the, the game here. What 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 could we have done better? Do you think? Because I'm definitely in the mood for constructive criticism these days. Um, unfortunately, Nathan is too nice. He he won't really. Uh, <laughs> well, but I mean, the obvious to me is just learning more about the athletes and being able to tell more of their story. Would yeah, that be fair? Absolutely, and that's got to be so difficult because I can only imagine time. in real right. life you're able to see these guys at dinner or you you have a press conference before or after. This is just some person, like we said earlier, that's in their living room in, in Montana or something like that, and you don't know where they came from or anything. And then somebody comes online and you know might yell at you for pronouncing their name wrong. It's like, well, cut me some slack. I've never seen this person in, in real life, and I don't even know anything about them. There are no bios that are being posted to me. And so, no, I— my 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 criticism is just simply in terms of finding out about the races i think i because that i was so fortunate that i have you as a facebook friend and i found it through that as as for those of us sitting at home not wanting to watch the na the damn news because that's sure. depressing as hell um we want to watch a bike race and so well, you it, know i so you're uh, going to be happy to see that i nathan was telling me the other day that they they hired on some help 
They're going to have more uh, robust scheduling. It's going to be clearer. Wow. So what you're asking for, you're not alone. And I know that they're working on it. And I feel like right now we've been just everyone has heard, uh, you know, no problem. It's coming. It's coming from our government so much. But I mean, I, <laughs> I trust I trust Swift way more than I trust our government. That's for sure. And uh, so it is coming. And I think that. So as a work in progress here, the things that you're noting, we're noting too. Oh, I, I mean, I struggle with it myself personally, just, just, you know, the exact same things as you do. So yeah, yeah I have a, I have a really good feeling that you'll see, you know, I'm not going to say it's all going to be perfect within a month, but they're going to be constant improvement oh, yeah. with this. And, so. and visually, it was great. We had multiple perspectives, uh, you know, camera angles, so to speak, where we were seeing the race from all different types and, and viewpoints. Um, yeah. You know, Nathan one, does all that. Does he? He's okay. so good. Man, it's it's impressive to yeah. be uh, to be commentating and doing all that technical addition to it. Is has got to be difficult. Um, the the, I, the women's and the are, are the races available on demand after they're yeah. finished for us to watch? Okay, so that's another great thing. To you could remember. go to my Facebook, and I wanted to. Uh, just emphasize that you made a point that, you know, you're right. The way that I used to get to know the racers would be going in the uh, driving back from the airport with yeah. them or, you know, like eating dinner, what all those social things that doesn't happen right now. So that being said, and I, I'll be able to put this podcast on my social media as well, I would imagine, right? So oh, if you're hearing this and you're an esports racer out there, reach out, man. I, I I would love to meet you. I am in no way too busy to learn more about you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, whether it's Facebook or I need to clear out some Deadwood. My Facebook thing is that. But I don't know. Maybe they changed it. But I thought 5,000 was the limit. And. And uh, I have a lot of people I have no idea who they are, so I should replace them <laughs> with erasers, that's for sure. Um, I really do. I, I was astounded the other day. I was looking at, like, who are all these people? I don't know what I – I don't know what happened. Um, but I, I do love this community, and uh, I do want to know more about you. Yeah. So uh, best way probably is just uh, try to follow you on Twitter and uh, – or those, yeah. or those teams, you know, those those virtual twenty twenty. Maybe they put together some sort of a packet where they send you all well, the information and things like that. See, that's an outlier because I already know all the people. You know, like th th that's a real in real life team. For oh me. yeah, but yeah. I know yeah. Nikki Granmer and I know Jen uh, Lubke and uh, you know, yeah. Shana Paulus is one of my favorite people in the world. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But so if everybody was twenty twenty, that would be nice. But uh, that's not that's not the reality. And that and I'm not knocking other people too. everyone's got their own unique place that they're coming at this from. Absolutely. 2020 had the infrastructure of being a, a regular in real world pro team. So it was pretty easy for them to, you know, have headshots and, yeah. and all the, the stuff that you would want to have for riders. I mean, they had a team camp here this year. Really? Uh, because, well, because they are out there racing in the real world. But yeah. that certainly certainly helps with information. Well, it's an interesting foray, and I'm I'm enjoying watching it develop and grow. And uh, it's always nice to have people uh, commentating these things who actually know their shit. And it's it's so thank you for being a part of that, man. You know, it's it's Thanks, it's given us that familiarity of being at one of the races we would normally be watching or or attending in person. But we at least have people who are commentating who know what they're talking about and can help us, you know, learn as as this whole thing develops. Well, I appreciate that. Like. Uh, 
I, I'm never going. I guess that uh, this has been such an. Uh, as we started this conversation, I was talking about pivoting. It's not really a pivot, but it is learning new technology and learning how to use the tools that are available to you. And a lot of the techniques that I used to use live announcing uh, aren't effective for for doing, you know, announcing from a home studio to yeah. people who are at home racing or watching. And so adapt and survive, man. Yeah. I think. Was that specialized motto? I think it was, uh, <laughs> but it's true. You do have to adapt in this. Uh, but but remember what your core strengths were too, as you try to add add skills around that. But I mean, stay true to who you are for sure. And I I, I feel like I've I've been able to really catch a break there, being able to continue doing what I love, just in a little bit different format. Yeah. All right. The coffee's better though. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so my last question for you. Um, when this all quarantine COVID nightmare ends, what's the first thing Dave Toll's going to do? Ooh, man. Well, I mean, get on a plane and go to a bike race somewhere. <laughs> um, I am really pissed off, though, um, if I can vent my frustration, because Please. I love playing disc golf. Um, I, uh, I lost 60 pounds since I had my health scare a couple of years ago to now. Right. Uh, oh. And that's I mean, it's it's diet more than exercise, but exercise is big part of that as well. And so now all you can really do is just go walk around aimlessly. Yeah. I live across the street from Fort Colorado State University, which is a cool campus. It's a big, you know, nice place to walk. But, um, you know, I've gridded out that entire campus now. I've walked every square centimeter <laughs> of it at this point. And they banned disc golf in Colorado. You're which kidding was my, me. That was my jam. That was my number one every day that I could. I mean, if it's too windy or snow, it's not very fun to play. But you know, so I'm uh, I'm kind of yeah. not to whine or complain, but let's get this disc golf thing sorted out. Well, uh, but Arizona, they're classified as essential businesses, golf courses. Right. Well, give yeah. me a break. And, and I mean, I play disc golf alone, so <laughs> I can't imagine that. That uh, as a matter of fact, I've never been within six feet of someone playing disc golf in my life <laughs> in the entire years that I played it. But oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, we all have to make sacrifices. I get it. And right. if that's my sacrifice, then good grief. Right Stop on. Planning. But yeah, no. Your point being, all I want to do is get back, see my friends, be at a bike race. Like I miss the timing and scoring people. I miss the officials. I miss. Uh, yeah, just all of the, that community yeah. for sure. And I know that, that you know, going forward, uh, Zwift Esports announcing will continue to be a big part of my life. It's not like once we're back to uh, racing in real life that this will just be done. I would imagine this is going to be uh, – I mean I'm, I'm really hopeful that this is going to be a huge part of the rest of my rest of my life. Amen. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate Thank your time. You, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, take care, and uh, I hope to see you at a bike race soon. Amen. So there you go. The man talking about bicycle racing's evolution. I, I can hear you naysayers right now going, oh, Bullshit, my day you wanted to race your bikes, you went outside, and you, you rode, and we wore hairnets and zinc oxide on our noses and stuff like that, right? You know what? Open your minds a little bit. No, it's not a replacement for outdoor cycling. It is not. I don't think it ever claimed to be. But what it is, is it is a different alternative. It is a different option. It is another piece of the proverbial pie in which you can hop on a, a bicycle and ride hard and be in a social environment. Don't think of it 
as, as something that's trying to replace cycling. I know there are some people out there who say, my wife won't let me ride my bike outside, so I just do Zwift. Well, dude, you're in a pretty hardcore marriage there. I just want to let you know. Um, maybe she has some attachment issues that you guys probably need to address. Or, or maybe you live in a demilitarized zone where it's very dangerous to ride your bike outside. Or maybe you're in a global pandemic. Oh, those types of things. But um, for those of you on both sides of that spectrum, relax a little bit, okay? Understand that we can all exist within the same world. Does that make sense? Or digital world or in real life or, uh, you know, I don't know. Just ride your bikes. Tour Flanders show coming up tomorrow, Sunday, April 5th. If you're listening to this after that date, you will see that show on our feed. Um, And the one and only Amanda Batty on Monday, April 6th. So we've got road, we've got digital, and we've got mountain, and we've got just personality galore coming at you over the weekend. Stay tuned for more. I I feel like a kid when I want to say, hey, like and subscribe or (laughs) subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Tell us what you think, and we'll just keep going. You guys, uh, hunker down, wash your damn hands, and uh, go for a bike ride. But just don't go for a group ride because that makes you a gigantic douchebag. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.